Yeah, I think it, I think it's very easy to miss the forest for the trees. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah. The, if if you're not, I don't know there's like a, the the main things with training is if if you're being consistent. Yeah, you're not doing too much. Yeah, you're getting enough recovery. Yeah. Um, and you're sleeping really well yeah. and you're eating really well yeah. that's like 95% of training yeah, exactly. the, you know the, the rest of the stuff is like that you know, the, the 1% yeah. Yeah, yeah. and too much attention gets put on those yeah. 1% and, yeah. and not enough on the stuff that really matters yeah. well what I find is when you're under motivated it holds you accountable mm. when you're mm. over motivated it stops you from digging yourself a hole yeah. and never coming back out of it yeah. it's that kind of it balances you out because inevitably your life sort of will move in the sort of up and down nature mm. and yeah there'll be times where you can't be asked to ride your bike and that's where Danny comes in with a you know nice session it's good for your mental sort of sort of like headspace gives yeah. you a good headspace session gets you out there gets you loving it again mm. and then when you're over motivated he tells you to stop doing too many efforts yeah, sure. and it's very rare these days that I go and do that but <laughs> you know it keeps keeps a lid on things when you want to keep uh, a, a good sort of vein of form yeah. for later on when yeah. you've got goals and actual serious yeah. sort of riding to do. Yeah. Alright, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, another edition of the Giro podcast. Uh, we've got something new for you today, which we're quite excited about. Uh, joined by Giro's Jamie Olson Hello. and Giro's Danny Roberts Clark. Good day. Or the Doctor. Good day. The Doctor, who is now world famous for lubing chains, apparently. Yeah, with wax. How Viral many, sensation. How many, uh, how many views has that thing got uh, now? It's about 160,000 just before we came on air. Uh, 3,000 likes. What is wrong with the world? How much when, did BuzzFeed uh, offer us again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, our affiliate link's blowing <laughs> up. Yeah, how much... What is wrong with the world when 160,000 people tune in to watch Danny Roberts Clark? Shake a jug <laughs> of dirty water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, but uh, look, we're quite excited about tonight. We're going we're gonna to do uh, a few more podcasts like this. Um, but for those of you who don't know, uh, Danny here is our head mechanic, um, as I'm sure some of you will have experienced over the past couple of months. But also, Danny is a certified and qualified uh, cycle coach. That's right. And uh, both myself and Jamie are... Uh, his clients for, for, for his specimens mm. for lack of a better term not athletes sounds pretty suspect no de- 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 <laughs> depends what day of the we're uh, certainly we're not his athletes yeah we're athletes at some things but maybe <laughs> may, maybe just not cycling maybe just not cycling not getting coaching sessions done <laughs> yeah exactly red box athletes um, but you know it's a topic that we hear a lot about uh, and you know so in and around the cafe we hear you know d- talk about power meters and you know thresholds and 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 for people who maybe don't understand it can be a little bit confusing so you know with the fact that Jamie and I are on the other end of it we thought it would be a really good conversation to have and just kind of you know really kind of start at the basics about what is power training uh, or training with power what is what's threshold and all the sort of other you know catchphrases that we hear and then just allow you know Danny the opportunity to to uh, maybe use us as examples of 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 why the pros and cons for doing it um you know we recently just you know what, what date are we on now the march the 9th i believe no march the 8th and yesterday we or saturday was strada bianchi mm-hmm. and what's been doing the rounds today is Mathieu van der Poel, who won the race uh, his power data which is just for anybody who understands power it is 
terrifyingly it's, it's just outrageous, it's outrageous. Yeah. um but we will come back to that so danny mm. the doctor Cycle, <laughs> cycle coach, international cycle coach. Extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, international cycle coach. Um, let's start from the let's start from the basics. Cool. What is power training? What is training with power in regards to a bike? Cool. So power is basically a, a way of quantifying the the mechanical load, basically. Um, so a power meter is a thing that you have on your bike, and that basically determines how much power you're putting through the pedals, um, and then from that you can work out a whole bunch of other fancy stuff like the amount of energy you're burning your threshold what zone you're riding in and all that sort of stuff um, so i guess power is a really useful tool if you're going to be quite serious about your training because um, it gives you a really nice quantifiable metric of how hard am i actually going externally yeah. um, so i think it's important to note as well that that power is not everything and maybe yeah. that's something we can get into a little bit later yeah. um you know things like heart rate even your how hard you feel like you're riding you're mm -hmm. rating a perceived exertion mm -hmm. um is also really useful um but power is a really nice sort of quantifiable <laughs> my, metric my rating of perceived exertion is always incredibly it's high 10 constantly <laughs> every 10. session always it's, 10 it's always very very high i didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> perceived exertion yeah my perceived yeah, exertion is i'm feeling like absolute <laughs> shit right now is that whereabouts there's that on the scale uh, it's, it's not so good. <laughs> That's a classic symptom of the Danny training program. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. tens on recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're using power as, which is a sort of metric to, as a way to, uh, imp, uh, you know, gauge where you are currently and then improve. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, technology-wise, it's relatively recent, I suppose, in terms of sort of like cycling or, or, or you know, certainly from the mass-produced or mass-consumer side of things. Before power, how were people training? Were they just going out and riding as hard as you can and hopefully that would improve? Kind of. Um, I guess heart rate's been around for a long time. Power's actually been around for longer than people think. I mean, I guess like back in the bad old days, you had all sorts of weird power meter devices running around. Um, what do you mean the bad old days? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, seriously, what do you mean the bad old days? Oh, late, 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 I guess like the early 2000s and the late 90s oh, okay, when there was fine, lots fine. of sketchy stuff happening. But um, So we're talking maybe sort of, yeah, so the turn of the probably, millennium was when power meters started coming. Yeah, I'd coming say so somewhere around that. Um, I'd say they've probably been much more popular in the last 10 years or so because okay. the, the price to the end consumer has got a lot cheaper. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, back in the day you might have been spending three grand on an SRM, but now you can pick up a power meter for... 300 quid so so i mean i so i mean that's probably another good point i mean so what is a power meter so a power meter is ba there's a lot of different types but basically it's uh, some sort of component on your bike that has little strain gauges in it um, and it's measuring the torque that you're putting into that thing and then multiplying it by speed to give you a number called power um, there's a few different types. There's a pedal-based power meter. Uh, a lot of people will be familiar with the sort of the Garmin Vectors or the Favero Asiomas. Um, and then you've got a crank-based power meter. So that'll be something like a Stages or a Pioneer like, or a Shimano power meter. Um, and then you've got a Spider-based power meter, which is built into the spider of your crank. Um, and then you've also got things like the power tap hubs um so there's, there's been all sorts of different power meters yeah. over the years but yeah and we don't need to get into like sort of the pros and cons of each one but essentially mm. it's yeah as, as you say it's, it's a it's a item on your bike that measures the strain that you are physically putting through the pedals basically exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um i suppose the next question is do you need it no definitely not i mean it's it's something that's really useful to have if you if you are getting 
sort of quite serious with your training. Yeah. Um, I think there's not a whole heap of point beyond simple interest if you're just going to put a power meter on your bike and then not use it to train. Yeah. Um, it can be interesting to get to the end of a bunch ride or the end of a you know a chain gang or something and sort of see what power you did. Yeah. But, um, I think to be honest, for most people, unless you unless you're really interested in this sort of stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not super necessary. And you know, again, if you're budget constrained and mm. you still want to train seriously, you can do it via RP or heart rate or anything. So. I mean, I, the first power meter I picked up was actually part of a bike that I got. And um, uh, it was an ex-demo bike, a carbon bike. It was the first like, sort of like quite high-end carbon bike that I got. Mm-hmm. And it came with an SRM. And I was like stoked. Like it was a nice. really, it was a PM6 or something like that. I forget, forget, forget which one it was. And, you know, there was, you didn't have um, the sort of clean integration with things like Strava back then. So you had mm-hmm. to use Golden Cheetah. And I just didn't understand it. Hmm. I mean, it was literally just, it was a number that was on the head unit and I was annoyed that the head unit was only doing power and it didn't do GPS or anything like that. Yeah. And it was just, for me, it was, I just had it. It was part of the bike, but I had no idea and, and uh, no sort of real understanding about what to do with it. Hmm. Obviously, since then, things have changed. I've not been working with you and using power as a tool to kind of improve. Hmm. Uh, Jamie, when was the first time you, you kind of were aware of power meters and sort of got one fit on your bike? I think, like, I've always been aware of them. I mean, I think they, they've always been around sort of since I've started riding. Um, and, you know, it was when I initially started, it was a pointless, expensive thing, like Danny says. But yeah, as I, as I sort of got into riding more, sort of started to want to see improvements and sort of purposefully drive that, yeah. I saw the need for, you know, either, either using your heart rate or something like that or power. Um, and yeah, eventually um, bought a set of secondhand uh, Garmin Vectors off a friend of mine who'd, uh, who'd just upgraded to like a crank-based so yeah, like the pedal-based power meter was the perfect entry point for me then. Mm. Now I've got like two or three different ones on each bike. So <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of taken over from there really. But I mean, I did a year and a half on the Garmin Vectors, which they get average reviews. And, you know, once you've got the number in front of you, so long as it's consistent throughout, it doesn't really matter yeah. how like how accurate it is. So long as you're using the same power source each time, you get really good you know benefit from following a number regardless of whether it's bang on accurate i guess mm. and so danny you are a qualified cycle coach yeah so um yeah what does that mean um so i guess i start a little bit earlier than that so i mean i, I did um exercise physiology at uni back at the university of sydney mm-hmm. um and i i guess i really enjoyed the I mean, it, it's quite a clinical degree, but I really enjoyed the sports science aspects of it. Yeah, sure. Um, so then I decided to, you know, I was obviously a cyclist back then as well, um, and then decided to go into coaching. So I guess in terms of what a coach is, there's in, in the UK, it does it's a little bit different to how it is in Australia. So um, the British cycling coaching um, qualifications, are, are they're, they're quite good. Say so what you like about British cycling, but they've, they do have a, a fairly good system. Mm. Um, so there's different levels of coach there's different types of coach for different types of riding you know you can be a mountain bike coach or a road coach Um, you know if you're a level two coach say like a bc level two coach then you can kind of do like group Mm -hmm. training and training sessions and skills sessions Mm -hmm. Um, but then to do the maybe the more of the type of stuff we're going to talk about today that's Mm -hmm. kind of a level three coach which is yeah you're more your physiology and looking at individual training plans and remote coaching and that sort of thing 
Um, and how long have you actually been doing these? I mean, because you work with, you literally work with people all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started coaching, like I said, back in Australia and then I've, I've kind of brought it with me. So I'm still coaching some people from back home. Yeah. Um, coaching some people, you know, over here in the, you know, all over the UK and mm. quite in Germany and mm. yeah, all over the place. I mean, it's an interesting one because I mean, I, I mean, you're right. It all comes down to, you know, kind of why, why you're riding and what mm. you want to get out of it. And I definitely see the pros and cons. I mean, Jamie, you and I are different from how we approach our coaching is that you've got a racing goal in mind. Mm. And what's quite cool is you've got, we'll talk about some of your specific goals that you have this year. Mm. Um, and so Danny's working with you specifically, yeah. you know, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, list out sort of what that looks like yeah. for, for, you know, myself, I just want to, I'm, I've started to use it with yourself as a way mm. just to improve. Um, it's a really interesting metric to have on the bike just to kind of, mm. and everybody's different, but just to kind of know where I'm at and yeah. just to kind of reinforce, oh, okay, fine. That's why you feel so bad on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it, it really has been a, a beneficial tool mm. and it's been really great sort of, you know, working with you. I mean, before you, I, would, I did some, I did like a, a, about a year or so using trainer road mm. Uh, which is essentially a, it's an online ver version, but it's you mm. know, haven't got the sort of the personal touch. And then when I moved over to working with you, it's a really great setup. Um, and as I say, so I mean, but I wouldn't consider myself a number weenie. You know, I wouldn't consider myself someone who's like, as soon as we finish a ride, just chewing over the data. <laughs> I'm you mainly use that coaching times just to know like the time off the bike or if it's on you know kind of indoor training, what to do so that I can improve so that when mm. we go out on our rides with either a mate at the moment or hopefully you know some mates in the next few weeks um that i'm enjoying that as much as i can and not chewing the handlebar mm. spat out the back um so from your standpoint as a coach like how would you approach somebody like myself and then how would you approach somebody like jamie um you know as in how, where do you get started on 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 a coaching plan really so i guess um the conversation with anyone no matter what the level uh, that they're at or you know is, is about goals and what they want out of the coaching yeah um, I think maybe one-to-one -one individual coaching isn't for everyone sure. um, there's a lot of people that get a lot out of programs like trainer road there's mm. there's loads of different ones out there Zwift has some training programs mm. um, so but I think where where the one-to-one -one coaching really comes into its own is you can have that more personal connection yeah um, so I mean my approach to coaching is very hands-on yeah. um, I, I sort of don't Bit too I don't love a bit too hands on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, but yeah, I mean, so like it, it's a, it really does come from a, a place of what are your goals, what do you want to get out of coaching, um, yeah. and then looking at your background in the sport, um, looking at you know what whether you've done any sort of coaching before, um, and I guess from there it's kind of working on building a building out a bit of a plan. Yeah. Um, I tend to focus more on the. Um, less than the kind of like, oh, I'm going to build you a 12-week plan and then call you at the end of it. Sure. Um, you know, I prefer to have a bit more direct contact with, with week people. Week on week. Um, which is, you know, I feel if, you, if you're going to spend the money on a on a one-to-one -one coaching, it's, it's worth having yeah. sort of a bit more, a bit more, you know, contact with the coach. Um, and I guess as far as, you know, like the programming for someone like yourself, like uh, you've, you know, come off a, a period where you've been doing some um, interesting things with your diet. Maybe that's something we can talk about. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for now, it's 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 about kind of easing you back into 
a bit of structure. Yeah. Um, so f- for yourself, we're only really doing two structured sessions a week. Mm-hmm. And then I've kind of said, just fill the rest with some zone two, yeah. however much you, you feel like you can do. Mm. Um, and just kind of building your, your fitness back up. Yeah. Uh, whereas I guess for Jamie, it's a, it's a very different thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe Jamie, you can have a talk us through your goals. Or yeah, you yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, just, just before that, like maybe, yeah. so is it worth here talking about or understanding what the what your what an individual's threshold is, what the kind of like okay, FTP yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because we hear that oh, you know, my FTP is improved, and for people who have spent the winter riding on on Zwift, it does it automatically mm-hmm. and says congratulations, you've you know improved your FTP. But it's if you don't really right. know what that means, mm-hmm. that's a you know, what's the point? So, I mean, is that a starting place for you when you talk about coaching? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how in-depth you want to get, but we could do a four-hour podcast on what is FTP and not yeah. have a result at the end of it. Yeah, no, we're, 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 not, we're not going to do that. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we'll keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. Uh, so, but, I mean, FTP is... As much as you would love to do that. <laughs> I would. Yeah, you're all in. But me and Jordan want to go on. Maybe, maybe, Listeners, maybe, we're in. Maybe we're wrong here, mate. You know, Danny's already, yeah, pro- he's already pro- proven, proven he's us wrong. We love the content. 160,000. Views. Just, Maybe uh, just give me a viral eight-hour podcast on FTP. <laughs> right, Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess at a very simple level, FTP is the the power. If so, if you're riding a bike, we'll talk in terms of power, but you can use heart rate or whatever. Yeah. FTP is the the power that you can hold for a long period of time. Gotcha. Which sounds very nebulous. Yeah. Um, and it is. So, but it's it's basically <laughs> shut, up, Jamie. <laughs> Um, it's basically just trying to give a number to that sort of physiological state that yeah. you can hold for a certain period of time. Fine. Um, and it's been defined as, you know, your one hour power yeah. or your critical power or 95% of your 20 minute power, but they're all effectively trying to reach the same thing. Sure. And I think it's important to note as well, your FTP isn't a discrete number. Yeah. You might get a, threshold test that says your FTP is 275 watts but it's not 275 watts it's probably somewhere between 265 and 280 or something like that sure sure um, sure so so essentially let's I mean you, you you referenced I mean we'll use it hour as that's an easy example so essentially your mm. FTP your FTP will be based on at your maximum how much power can you put out consistently mm. for an hour is that kind about of, right? Yeah, kind of. So there's there's two concepts as well with FTP. There's the there's the number that your FTP sits at. Yeah. Um, and in, I guess the the physiological state that you're looking at there is maximum lactate steady state. So yeah. it's basically the the maximum pace that you can sustain without your lactate going skyrocketing. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. 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 So that's the that's the power part of it. And yeah. then there's the the time to exhaustion part. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of how long can you hold that power? Yeah. If you're quite untrained, you might only be able to hold your maximum lactate steady state or FTP or whatever for 30 minutes, 25 minutes. But if you're very well trained, uh, maybe we can talk about someone like Matthew Vanderpoel. He might be able to hold his FTP for an hour and a half. Or five. But does that? I mean, we, I mean, we, I know we are getting into this four-hour podcast. I can feel it. But does that not mean that his FTP is higher because he can sustain it for a longer period of time? I mean, yes and no. So you might have two world tour athletes, and, and I guess this is one thing that might separate a world tour athlete from a, a very, very good domestic pro. Mm. Um, is that the world tour athlete? Might, they both, both might have a four hundred watt threshold. Yeah. Um, but a world tour guy might be able to hold his you know, threshold for an hour and a half, whereas the domestic pro might be 45 minutes. Mm. Um, and I guess that, you know, there's a whole bunch of different sure, things sure, around sure, training sure. that we could go into, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
Okay. It also depends on the day. So yeah, like totally. conditions, how you're feeling, mm. like yeah. you could be on an off day. Um, I mean, you know, like I could probably see a 50%, uh, like 50% swing in my numbers over a course of a week, which is ridiculous. But if you're having a really bad day, mm. you're never going to get near yeah, what sure. the science tells you you should be doing. And I suppose that's where coaching comes into it. Yeah. You can say, just take it easy. There's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no point, no point doing something totally. if, if you're yeah. not there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wear, I wear a whoop strap and have done for a couple of years now. <clears throat> and that's been a really interesting tool because mm. now that I've started to use it properly, you really start to see, oh, actually the reason why I feel so terrible is because I've been overexerting myself, for example, yeah. and I actually just need to rest. Mm. There's no point trying to get on a bike or trying to do something when your recovery is at a, you know, below 20%. Yeah. Um, so Jamie, mm. you obviously, you know, we've, uh, you've been working here for what, four years. So it's been really interesting that, seeing yeah. you on that journey alongside, mm. you know, of, of, of racing. Yeah. Yeah. I and think you, when I started here was the thing I did my first race within a couple of weeks of starting here. Yeah. So it's all been in one small, yeah, yeah, sure. one small chapter. But you are, uh, as far as like, from a, from a local level and from, you know, our sort of, you know, crew of, of of riders you're you know definitely in in the upper echelon of, of of bike fitness and 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 racing standard you know you're a very you're in very good shape you have a much and we can discuss this a little bit further you have a much higher ftp than i do for example sometimes i'm, I'm a mid-pack hack um <laughs> but you know you are always or, or aiming to be at the front end of of these races that yeah, you go into aiming is the operative word yeah 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 <laughs> And I mean, that's an interesting one. I mean, when we can get into that a little bit later is in mm. the physiological and the mental yeah. pr- approach to racing. But, um, you know, obviously you've only, you've been work, you were working with a previous coach and then last yeah. year you took a bit of time off and yeah, now I you're working like a, with Danny. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about some of your, what your goals are yeah. for this year yeah. and maybe next year as well. And how Danny, you are working with him mm. to achieve those goals as in where do you start? What type of training is he doing with, you know, kind of working backwards from the goals? Cause I think yeah. I, I personally find that really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so obviously last year, pandemic in March racing got canned I wasn't at that point I wasn't pushing anything really I was just riding and um yeah I wasn't working with Danny at the time I'd been sort of I'd done half a season before that with no coaching and before that I'd been been coached similar setup to how I am doing it with Danny now like one-to-one coaching with like a you know weekly plan yeah regular updates and you know I loved it but it was just one of those things it got to halfway through the season I couldn't balance the riding and the sort of commitment of you know like everything else outside of riding because at the end of the day unless you're a full-time athlete you can't do everything all the time um so yeah it just took a year and a half to sort of recharge and just rode my bike when I felt like it so what did you feel that you had essentially been the pressure of trying to train you were over training but your mind was just done yeah I mean I I I I overdid everything, which, sure. you know, like a coach will help you not overdo the riding. Um, and, you know, like regularly being in contact with them, you can sort of stay on top of it. But I, I mean, it's probably my own stubbornness more than anything that caused, you know, just the need to reset. Because, yeah. um, you know, I just try and do too much. Yeah. Not just riding. But yeah, I yeah. was trying to do 14 hours of riding, full time mm. job. Mm. And yeah, like various other commitments outside of riding and you just, 
yeah, you just reach the point where you overdo it sometimes. And yeah, I, I decided at that point I was going to, you know, just ride for a year. And yeah. I, I stayed pretty close to the level I was at. And have co- it's, it sort of was just a case of maintaining fitness at that point because yeah. it was all there. Um, but yeah, this year I sort of... You said the, that you were... You said that you were seeing some of the best numbers you'd ever seen, though, and you put that down to the fact that you'd just taken the pressure off. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like a big part of there being um, like a like a lockdown, global pandemic, no racing. Hmm. You don't have to take any pressure off; it's already off. Like, there's no races, so I yeah, I definitely I I did my best best twenty minute, which is a a benchmark that some people use for coaching, training, etc. Mm. Did my best 20 minutes last summer when there was nothing to use it on. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really care because a lot of my it was the new, riding, I just like to, yeah. It was I, a new bike. Yeah. Yeah. It was the curve. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. It was the curve. Um, and if you, if you buy a curve off us, <laughs> you'll do your best 20 minute number as well. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. This podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no it was it was it was cool to see that and obviously yeah the pressure being off has had helped that but um yeah we've only time trials sort of in over the summer last year i was doing a lot of just 20 minutes really hard so i became really good at that effort and that's probably why i saw that towards the end of last year Mm. um and this year with a bit of uncertainty around racing again um i decided that i want to chase that kind of effort the time trial effort which mm. sort of a solo you against the road kind of effort mm. um knowing that that kind of racing will be fairly safe it's going to be on yeah. and you'll get a shot at using using your fitness and whatever so jamie you go to coach danny the yep. doctor and yep. you say coach danny i need to get gr- really gr- good at time trials great, great masterful one sensei <laughs> <laughs> sensei bike yoda yeah yeah um sensei i like that mm. i think i think that's i think that make should be that your, the yeah, yeah, yeah. make me fast so you you go to him and you say right my goals are i i'm gonna i reckon i can i've got the mindset and the capabilities yeah, I'm, to, I'm, to do some time trialing yeah I'm, um hook me up and then you yeah. step in and say okay cool this is what we're gonna do so what do you do yeah so i guess the 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 first thing is kind of identifying some some realistic goals yeah um and i guess getting a getting a bike do we talk about your bike are we allowed to reveal <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah i have i've bought one of those horrible tt bikes that you need to yeah, win jamie's, tt jamie's <laughs> the plastic rock jamie's bought a badass tt bike it is <laughs> it is fucking cool like it's always you know amongst sort of a, it's cool if it will win race amongst amongst some you know roadies you know sort of the tts is, is sort of like frowned upon but you, as you say this is for you this is a race machine yeah, yeah this is this is about saving all those little bits of watts being as aerodynamic as possible yeah. um reluctantly given in to the fact that you do have to be but aerodynamic I mean, as well but as I mean fit. come on you took delivery of it and it is just it, <laughs> it is does a, look it cool. is a yeah, bad yeah. bad bike like, yeah, it is, nice. like it is really, it's just a fast slippery bike it's, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's exciting that somebody like yourself is going to be on it yeah. who can really put it through its paces hopefully yeah yeah I've only ever ridden it with a rucksack on so well that's interesting <laughs> because obviously you, you've we've <laughs> we've said right what do you do yeah. and the first thing you've said is a bike yeah 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 I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, nothing like to do with fitness or training you've got to yeah. buy a bike mate yeah. you watch. are going to go so slow on that one yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that's it right like you 
you have to look at the demands of the event sure. um, and and how you're best going to meet those those demands so so one of one of those is a bike <laughs> yeah yeah um and i guess the other one you know you've got your, your fitness like the power that you can put out mm-hmm. um and then there's all the other things like nutrition mindset sleep uh all of that other stuff that goes around doing a good performance so let's sort of break that down a bit yeah. so obviously jamie was i mean so as as a reference i mean you know everyone's going to have their own ftps but for me last year my ftp was um 260 watts and that's the training that I'd done with Danny, 260 watts. I'm now a little bit less than that, but we can talk about sort of why that is. Um, you know, last year I weighed 77 kilos. And I would say I was just an average bike rider. I think that's probably fair. As in maybe, you know, amongst, you know, certainly couldn't keep up with you on some of your rides, Jamie. But I feel, I felt confident, you know, going out and sort of like I could ride long distances. Mm. But I certainly felt that maybe with our group, I was probably at the lower end. And I'm only saying this as like a reference point. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I would probably say I was a, you know, average rider, just I don't get to ride as much, yeah. um, but would kind of happily sort of chew the bars. Whereas you were, you know, a lot stronger than that. So last year you set your kind of like your F, your 20 minute and we'll call it, I yeah. mean, let's say, what was your FTP last year? I mean, at that point I did, I mean, this was a one-off in, it was sort of early August. So peak season, you know, when everyone's flying. Yeah. Um, that was 20 minutes at 380, which is about 350 FTP. So it's according to the 95% rule, okay, which fine. some people use. So 350 FTP. So, and you were weighing, what, 70 kilos, 69? That's 69. That, 69 yeah. kilos. So, I mean, what does that work out at watts per kilo? Get a calculator out. <laughs> three eighty. <laughs> Wish I knew. I don't use eight point nine five times three times twenty minute. But anyway, no, no, let's not no, do no, That's why I said. That's why <laughs> I said yeah. it's one of so many like of the four uh, hour methods. If anybody wants to hear the four hour podcast, 69. we could do that. I'll just, I'll just be here by myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, just let us know, and we'll leave Danny in a room <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for four hours of <laughs> so a microphone. For, for, for listeners who can't see this. Uh, uh, we this will be on YouTube as well, but uh, for listeners who can't see this, Danny's got his laptop out and he's he had to got, just Google the answer done some to that. numbers. He's done some numbers. So about five point two watts per kilo. So five point two watts per kilo. So for anybody who knows what that is, obviously that's very strong. I don't know. Um, and then you know for you know obviously that's a you know that is obviously for the UK racing fairly high. You know like you're oh, kind yeah. of cat one. You need to be able to use it though. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah. Uh, a big caveat of that is like i you you only do well in the races you're smartest at yeah no matter how yeah of like, course like i could be at my best and i could do better in races when i'm at my worst yeah, because course, you ride yeah. more so i, I mean, mean the, yeah may, yeah maybe yeah that, i mean that's an, that's a very interesting point you kind of you know there's lots of i'm always you, quick to caveat probably because i'm not the smartest racer yeah sure 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 i mean without getting, without getting into that those sort yeah, of like yeah, race yeah. details like you know as far as that kind of your your your, your, your bike fitness you know that is pretty high would you say that's, mm. that's fair danny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and i mean so for me personally i mean i you know i'm a lot lower than that but i have i'm not coming to danny with racing in mind i don't no. want to race um you know just not something that personally appeals to me don't knock anybody who does it's just not really my bag so you're so danny you're taking mm. somebody who's got a high level of fitness who's used to racing you know you, you last few years you, you've done some like good you know kind of lo- long races mm. but now you're trying to channel that already strong bike fitness mm. into 
a maximum effort for what, what what's your main goal 10 miles yeah but 10 or 25 so that's 20 minutes to an hour yeah probably so I instead mean, of a yeah. race that could be three four hours yeah you're channeling that down to yeah, either like, 20 minutes or an hour yeah so typically i've sort of focused on road racing before which round here is you know two and a half hours to four hours yeah usually yeah um you can do a bit longer you can do a bit shorter mm. um and i mean I, I i don't mind well maybe you will mind but you've got a goal you're kind of like sort of personal goal is to make it to the nationals yeah to i'd do, like to, to, to i'd like to national. turn up yeah if you yeah. do a one hour 25 you're sacked yeah yeah, yeah. no i definitely <laughs> won't definitely won't be any use doing a one hour 25 <laughs> at nationals but it, it, it would be cool to go to you know no ambition of a result at yeah, that yeah. point it's just i guess you have to qualify yeah. i guess you have to show that you're fast enough to be competitive yeah whether that's a top 50 or a top 10 hmm. you know yeah anything in between there will be cool at that point like i just want to be able to go there yeah. see what it feels like get that like buzz of a real high level competition yeah, in this discipline because yeah that's just one of those weird sadistic projects i seem to yeah yeah seem to get in my head so <laughs> Uh, where do, where does that journey start for you then, Danny? Of saying, right, I've got an athlete here who's who's in who's in good bike shape. He's raced in you know sort of like Cat Ones in you know in the UK, can hold his own to some degree, hmm. but we need to sort of channel that into a, a shorter, more intense effort. So what what do you do? For sure. So I guess um, it all starts with some testing to work out where Jamie is to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, at, you know, at the moment it's been just been winter, not quite. Boozy not quite where he was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jamie's 94 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, not quite where he was last year. Um, so I guess it's, it's some initial testing and then and then looking at where those goals land in the season as well. Yeah. Um, but also knowing that, you know, to get to, get to nationals, you want to, you know, you don't want the national 25 to be your first TT. Mm. Um, so we want to make sure that we've got, you know, a few few go- sort of goals in between. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of putting together a bit of a rough kind of annual plan. Yeah. Um, and then from An- there... Annual plan or weekly plan? Well, it's a, a rough outline of... Okay, of kind of what like, okay, you've got yeah, your National sure, sure. 25, yeah, yeah. In, you know, and then... Reverse yeah, on, on a very, very... Yeah, exactly, on a very, very rough level. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it's from there... Uh, getting towards that weekly plan and and how that looks yeah um so for example for jamie he hasn't ridden a tt bike much before um a lot of the tt bike work initially um is just going to be getting used to the position sure getting comfortable on the bike um and then sort of slowly starting to build in some some efforts on the mm. tt bike mm. um so at the moment with the weather still as rubbish as it is outside jamie's doing a lot of time on the turbo yeah um and kind of trying to keep that as interesting as possible so i mean even though jamie's a very sort of motivated athlete um you still want to kind of keep the training fun yeah, um, sure. so sometimes that means it's a swift race if, if if there's a race on that kind of fits those goals um other times it might mean some more kind of structured stuff definitely playing it fast and loose with fun and Zwift racing. Though. Yeah, it's also yeah, terrible it's training. A, it's a matter of... Uh, <laughs> like you end up dead after 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. and then crawl home. No, it's definitely not a good training. That's funny. Yeah, it's definitely not one for three times a week. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so how do, you, how do you structure his week then? Um, so for Jamie, I guess, from, from past experience, because, I mean, obviously we've been mates for a while um, and have kind of been loosely chatting training stuff, mm. um, we kind of worked out that, that more than 
two effort sessions a week really is a bit too much managing a full-time job and yeah. you know he, he's got a partner he spends a lot of time with and all that sort of stuff so, so when you say effort sessions what, yeah. what does that mean so i guess that's that's sessions with hard intervals okay basically fine. um so some people can hand, handle a lot of those some people can't handle a lot of those there's there's no kind of right answer yeah um i'd say like most people i coach two maybe three sometimes sure. is, is plenty yeah. a week um and then filling the rest in with with kind of zone two yeah um which is kind of that like conversational but still on the pedals type pace so should we should we that's my favorite time. <laughs> so should we um should we maybe just break down what zones are yeah yeah sure yeah. so there's there's different training zones and there's different methodologies you know you've got your coggin training zones and there's a three zone model there's 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 loads out there mm. but they're all basically kind kind of trying to work out the same thing yeah um there you know there'll be a zone that's your threshold zone there'll generally be a zone that's somewhere between that and your kind of like conversational pace mm -hmm. you might have zones above threshold but but yeah it's all trying to work out a way of saying right at this sort of power or effort level sure um for this amount of time or how much time you spent in those different zones on a ride yeah fine um so, so zone one being the easiest zone yeah, so six or whatever yeah, zone or seven or eight or yeah. whatever zone being, model you being use. the hardest in this case yeah. with power it's zone one less power yeah. and it will be a you know what zero to whatever however many watts yeah. and then zone six would be eyeball popping yeah yeah yeah, yeah like, exactly like yeah. When, yeah when you're yeah. when you hear jordan crying <laughs> hear, hear me whimpering <laughs> so yeah exactly I, I guess the the simplest the simplest zone model is the three zone model yeah um which uh, if anyone wants to look it up um look up steven silo three zone model um which is basically zone one being like very very easy yeah. so that's kind of like up to kind of the that conversationally type pace mm -hmm. um and then zone two is between there and your threshold yeah um and then zone three is above th anything above threshold okay fine um most other zone models are basically that but they chuck some yeah. extra zones in say above threshold or or below that zone and it's important to stress isn't it obviously you know we're, we're kind of you know talking about um you know jamie's sort of like plan mm. and there are loads of different coaches out there loads of different training plans loads of different kind of theories on zones and ftp like ultimately the goal is to improve and you know so we're not trying to pick apart what is correct yeah. and what's not yeah know? i think it, i think it's very easy to miss the forest for the trees yeah, um, yeah like yeah. The, if if you're not i don't know there's like a, the, the main things with training is if if you're being consistent yeah you're not doing too much yeah you're getting enough recovery yeah um and you're sleeping really well yeah. and you're eating really well yeah that's like 95 percent of training yeah, exactly the you know the, the rest of the stuff is like that you know the the one percenters yeah. yeah yeah and too much attention gets put on those yeah. one percenters and, yeah. and not enough on the stuff that really matters yeah. well what i find is when you're under motivated it holds you accountable mm. when you're mm. over motivated it stops you from digging yourself a hole yeah and never coming back out of it yeah it's that kind of it balances you out because inevitably your life sort of will move in the sort of up and down nature. Mm. And yeah, there'll be times where you can't be asked to ride your bike. And that's where Danny comes in with a, you know, a nice session. It's good for your mental mm. sort of, sort of like headspace. Yeah. Gives you a good headspace session, gets you out there, gets you loving it again. Mm. And then when you're over motivated, he tells you to stop doing too many efforts. Yeah, sure. And it's very rare these days that I go and do that. But, <laughs> you know, it keeps, keeps a lid on things when yeah. you want to keep, uh, a, 
a good sort of vein of form yeah. for later on when yeah. you've got goals and actual serious yeah. sort of riding to do. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of the way I view it. Mm. And I obviously will be very different to other people. Some people will just love having the structure. Some people will love, yeah, sure. you know. That's that. I mean, that's for me what I found uh, the most beneficial is just knowing, okay, I need to go out and ride my bike. Yeah. I'm doing it on my own. Like I'm doing this with a goal to improve. Yeah. And, you know, I've already got a, a, a prescription, as it were, yeah. of what I need to do. And that's power based. So that's either either on the turbo, um, if it's late at night yeah. or it's out on the road. And it's yeah. just been really that having that structure has really helped me mm. because it's and as I say, it's, it's, it, I understand it's not for everybody, but it's just given me a, um, a metric that I can use. Yeah. And it's really nice and it feels good to kind of show improvement. Yeah. So I know I can come with a bit of confidence. Because uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, my my journey has has been, you know, as soon as we started the cafe, mm. my riding went out the window yeah, yeah, of because I, yeah. I'm, you know, sort of, you know, working seven days a week and you don't Full have gas. the time to yeah. kind of put into it. And so I would try and ride when I could, but really, listen, I mean, it got to a point where it's maybe like once a month, and you start to get back to it, and you're just not at the fitness that you were, yeah. and that was mm. quite demoralising because you're riding with people that are much fitter than you. So it was just saying, okay, well, how can I? allocate more time and you know Danny and I've spoken mm. I'm, I'm if I'm not structured about it mm. I can just get very busy yeah. and just get lost mm. doing you know lots of things and not focusing on it so knowing that mm. Danny's put a, a training session in the yeah. diary really helps and, and you can, know that it's going to be the most efficient use of your time yeah, that yeah, day absolutely and you're not going to do yourself any harm yeah and overdo it yeah. so that you know when you're in work the next day and you need to be on you've yeah. got like an important meeting mm. you're not falling asleep in the middle of it or whatever um and that that's kind of that's that knowing yeah knowing you're not sort of yeah doing damage to your health at the same time also maximizing your time on the bike that's that's kind of that balance is the perfect way to sort of use it how do you feel then at the minute because you know and what type of sessions Mm. is jamie doing danny you know and, and how many sessions are you doing a week and and i suppose like what Compared to what you were used to doing, yeah, how's it different? And you know, is it easier or harder doing it with a very clear goal in mind? I mean, right now I feel terrible because I went and ignored his plan for the weekend and did a really, <laughs> really hard ride on Saturday, and I've not recovered from it since. So I mean, if that's not Shout an advert, I don't yeah. know what is. Yeah, go, cheers, go, Tom. Go on, Tom. Um, that's fine. But I mean, more generally outside of that, like we've been doing. I mean, we've been doing these sort of where you just increase time at a power and also the amount of intervals at a power. So it's just, it's, it's called progressive overload. Yeah. Um, the easiest way for someone like me to see progress is that like I was, you know, I come off of off season and you think, oh yeah, I won't be far off where I was and you are, you're bloody miles off. Um, 300 watts felt like zone seven. So, which so what you know. you, so Danny what are you doing are you building are you essentially now building a base yeah kind of yeah because just I mean, like raising that bottom bottom line yeah so I mean like if you look at the the dates for the the real a races this year they're all towards kind of September like that okay fine. cheers COVID September <laughs> um but obviously so the, what's that five months six yeah, it's months quite, it's quite a while yeah, yeah. um and I you know, the, there's only so much really high intensity stuff you can do before you really start to crack. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, we're, Jamie. 
especially Jamie. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it does have to be quite managed. Um, yeah. And I, I guess from from previous years of, of Jamie's training, we, we kind of know that one of the one of the areas to work on is is like repeated efforts and you okay. know, and being able to do hard efforts deeper into a race. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you know, it's getting to the end of that. Nat B yeah, on that A race and being able to 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 go with the winning moves. Yeah, yeah. without that structure, like the longest effort I would have mm. done was like six minutes up a hill around here. Yeah, and I'd probably yeah, called it after one. Yeah. Whereas now he's going to be doing like three efforts at twenty five minutes, which is just stupid amount of time. And mm. so you're at, so this is not outside. This is on a turbo inside. Depends. I've yeah, been sure. doing most of them on the turbo because mm. get home time of it's year, dark. It's cold yeah. yeah, I mean like weather's not a huge factor but when you have to go and do like an interval on the road wet roads aren't ideal for it makes it a bit more dangerous mm. and also dark darkness is you know even if you've got the best lights in the world mm. throwing yourself around the local lanes mm. is always going to be a bit sketchier in the dark so yeah until that sort of the clocks go forward mm. i'm doing most of that sort of stuff in in the garage mm. um which is fine i mean I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy riding outside, but at the end of the day, okay. it, it I mean, serves a very good purpose. Off at the, the numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, like I guess the actual sessions at the moment are, are really looking at building that time in zone. Okay. Um, and so it's like incrementally increasing that each session. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we're, like we talked about earlier, that you know the, the the two parts of threshold, which are the power that you can hold and the duration that you can hold it at. Mm. Um, we're working at initially building the duration that Jamie can hold that kind of like just below threshold yeah, type sure. power, um, and then you know over the next kind of weeks and months, we'll look at bringing that power number up yeah um but we're kind of building that that base foundation yeah, so that so that you know when jamie comes into a, a harder race he can do some some really good numbers that's interesting so you're not trying to build that ftp number now you're just trying to keep that time in uncomfort mm. yeah ba basically just looking at increasing the time he can spend yeah, yeah, at sure. around that threshold but that that will naturally because you know it, it's all building that cellular course, machinery yeah, yeah, yeah. that that you know, is your threshold yes, basically? Yes, yes, so, yes, yeah. it's that will naturally raise his threshold, and he's, he's even, you know, he's even, we've, we've been working together what six weeks, yeah. And you've even found that those, those efforts are, you know, you, you see, you're being able to bring your power up, yeah. or you're seeing your heart rate come down for the same sort of power. Yeah, I think that's even though that's the, not what we're focusing on. Yeah, like the heart um, rate thing and the like, like lack of control of my breathing mm -hmm. in week one. Yeah, like I was a mess after doing like 15 minute interval. Yeah, um, at what I'd consider quite low power and i mean that obviously that number stayed the same throughout but mm -hmm. i can now do like three by 30 yeah. at that same number and still be mostly fine yeah, right up until like the last 10 minutes of mm. that um so it gets a bit messy again i mean obviously the goal is when you get to this 25 mile or 10 mile whatever whatever mm -hmm. it is that you do your goal as coach is get him to a point where from the time he starts the time he finishes that mm. race that at the finish He's got nothing left, as in yeah. he's been building up to emptying that tank exactly um, as best he can for that amount. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I guess um, the two events are slightly different. Like a 10-mile TT mm. is very VO2-based, which is that power above threshold. Like I, I would be mm. definitely expecting, you know, if, if Jamie's going to do, say, an 18-minute 10-mile, um, that's going to be an above-threshold effort, mm. whereas that 25 <laughs> might be only just above threshold because sure. it's going to be you know, hopefully sub 50. Yeah. Um, 
which you know hopefully by then jamie's sort of time to exhaustion is going to be a bit longer than that yeah, sure. um, but also with you know as you get closer to an event the specificity becomes a lot more important so we specificity of training exactly okay, yeah fine. yeah so that the you know that the effort replicating the the race the race demands yeah um gets more and more important yeah. kind of the closer you get to the event yeah um so yeah i mean the, the intensity will go up there's no doubt about that that's fascinating <laughs> Um, Sounds fun. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we've got, uh, you know, in and around the cafe, we've got some, you know, sort of old school mm. racers, guys who've, you know, raced around the world. Um, and, you know, there's certainly some of the crew that I used to sort of like, you know, ride with. Mm. Um, they're very old school. Mm. You know, they don't have power meters. Some of them don't even have cycle computers on their bike. And their idea of training and, and you know, I mean, I won't mention names, you know, I don't want to sort of like embarrass anybody, but you know like they you know raced world tour mm. and a few of them are like just what's all this power stuff yeah. Yeah. like what's all this training stuff just go out and ride for as hard as you can and then do it all again the next day and then do it all again the next day and then do i mean that's kind of like roughly speaking the the traditional way uh do you give any sort of like merit to that and or, or is it just a case of well, actually, our knowledge has improved, and this is the the best way. This is this gets better results. I mean, I, I think if if you're going out and smashing yourself every single day for five hours, yeah, I, I think there's a limit to how fit you're going to get. Sure. You, you are going to crack. But I, I think if you if you really look at what a lot of you know, even a lot of the old school pros were doing, it wasn't. That. It was go out and pedal. You know, they're doing 25 hours a week. 22 hours of that might have been fairly easy yeah, pedaling, just, but just, just getting the volume in which yeah, is sure, sure, sure. You know, like there's a there's a lot of chat around about the science of training and this and you know what's changed but mm. fundamentally a lot a lot of that a lot of the basics were built you know a, a long time ago yeah that's um, interesting and it, and it does, you just know, it does you, still work but. you can't replace time on a bike yeah, yeah yeah i mean like especially for a for someone who's training for you know like like world tour riders who are training for five hour races you, you just need the volume yeah sure if you're a you know like like jamie doesn't need 25 hours a week doesn't have time for 25 mm. hours a week because mm. he's got a full-time job and he's not training for five hour races mm. um but um you know it's still a, have to do four still have to do four but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny well i mean because yeah i mean that's an interesting one because i mean but not seven times a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah thank god you know we live in an age where indoor training is now pretty normal mm. and especially at the beginning of lockdown we saw a lot of people you know go out and buy smart trainers mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't know what they are smart trainers is essentially it's a, a, a an indoor either complete bike or something that you attach your bike to that then uh, attached to your computer and you can use uh, programs like Zwift uh, or you know Trainer Road or or anything that you prescribe. You, yeah, well, I mean it's you're essentially using your power-based training, um, but indoors at home. But obviously there's a limit to that, and I say, I'm certainly somebody that's not going to spend. I, I mean I really don't enjoy spending more than an hour on indoors because it's just painstakingly boring. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, more than an hour on Zwift is impossible. <laughs> but no one's ever done. It. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's ever done it. No. Yeah. But you know, obviously, you can spend all winter indoors training and doing these hour, hour and a half sessions. But I can't remember the last time I did an hour ride outside. It's usually two, three, four mm. hours, like regularly. So, like mm. that. How do you factor that into the training that you're doing? I, I guess it's again. It depends on the individual. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like. So Jamie, although he says he hasn't done an hour, 
does do more than an hour on Zwift. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it's all a lie. Guilty. Danny, Just for um, a joke. Sorry. <laughs> Jamie, Danny sent me a two-hour Zwift ride last week. Great. So I went in and manually changed it. <laughs> hour, hour, Got to get that green box. Hour, Thank God for admin rights. <laughs> yeah, hour 15. <laughs> hour 15. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, like, yeah, it, it is around that. So, you know, but most people have a full-time job and they don't have time to do yeah. more than an hour a day anyway during yeah. the week. Like, mm. even, even if they're riding outside a lot of people just don't have the time to do to do more than that so so that's absolutely fine and you can get your volume in on the weekend so obviously you know we're kind of you know breaking down you know you know what jamie's been doing with somebody like me and i'm, mm. I'm we're just using that as an example because obviously i'm sat around the table mm. but somebody who like just lives for and really enjoys those weekend rides yeah. with with friends mm. you know like a brighton and back or just something and I want to get the most out of it where I don't want to sort of be chewing the bars the whole time, but would yeah. rather be comfortable and feel fit enough. Mm. And I don't have a lot of time. I'm a very busy person, you know, have, you know, work takes up a huge amount of time. So how do you approach that in contrast to how you would approach Jamie? I guess, yeah, the, the, one of the big differences would be volume. Yeah. Um, so I guess for you, we are still doing just two hard sessions a week. Yeah. Um, but for you, that's literally all I'm prescribing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, from our conversations, you like you don't necessarily want more than that in terms of structure because yeah. um, for you it is like like you said it is about getting to digital beacon and be able, you know being able to be at the front of your mates getting being able to the top. yeah see straight yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay bragging right I, I really don't i just one time up ditching where i'm not seeing spots that's that that's all <laughs> one i want day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I guess that's it, it you know it, it's it's working that around your schedule and your your schedule lets you do maybe two sessions yeah. two hard sessions a week and then maybe a weekend ride, um, yeah. and that's and that's kind of enough to 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 get some fitness gains, you know, maintain a bit of the fitness that you can you know, you've, you've got. So how do we do that then? So I mean, you know, we've you know, I mean, I've been training with Power for a few years, so I've known what my FTP's been. Mm. Last year, well, now it's at two fifty. Yep. So we've kind of we did the threshold test last week, mm. which really sucked. <laughs> um, so I mean, you're, well, you're, what, actually, I mean, what's the threshold test? Um, oh, to test to get your threshold and so <laughs> <laughs> so i mean at least it wasn't four hours this, this was, no no this was an exhaustion test so you basically push yeah. yourself at a certain threshold and then after a certain amount of time you increase the power that you're putting out each minute mm. um till you can't go anymore yeah. so that's why it sucked because it's just it's painful yeah, so the, the particular test that we did, um, shout out to Coley Moore, Empirical Cycling Podcast. If you want that four-hour podcast, go there. He does like eight hours on, on, on your, even nerdy stuff Coley. than I want go to do. Go on, Coley. Legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, but seriously, check it out. Anyway, so I've nicked that test from him. Okay. Um, and basically, it, it's, it's kind of a combination test, um, testing your, you know, your threshold number um, and also kind of how long you can hold that for. Yeah. Um, so we start at kind of 95, 92 to 95% of threshold for, for 10, minutes. You know, 10 minutes. And then we do a round threshold for another 15. And then after that, you're just kind of adding power incrementally every minute, five or 10 watts until you just cannot. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the nice thing about that test is it's, it's longer than a standard 10 minute, uh, 20 minute test. Yeah. Um, so the, the contribution like as in the VO2 contribution, like the contribution of you know riding above threshold is a little bit less. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 a it's a more accurate test for finding that actual kind of physiological threshold. Gotcha. Um. But it does give you a bit of that TTE element as well. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I, I was actually pretty impressed with yours, considering how how long you've had off proper training. Yeah. And 
Why, why were carbs. you doing a uh, threshold test? I yeah, think so for I, the listeners. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I, I made the decision back in um, sort of like October, November that I wanted to just spend time off the bike and just, for me, I felt I just needed to get fit and healthy in other ways. Mm-hmm. So I did like, uh, you know, quite an intensive bit of training, um, essentially weight-based training, um, not really on the bike. I was still riding when I could, but mm. I basically kind of put my focus into, into that. Um, and I had a very sort of like strict nutrition plan to go with it. Um, you know, talked through by a good friend of mine, Jack Wayne, uh, who, from Jack Wayne Fitness. And, uh, you know, through COVID was able to, you know, kind of, you know, he prescribed me a program that was both nutrition and uh, sort of like fitness. And, you know, it, it worked pretty well. I mean, I, I lost a lot of uh, weight, lost a lot of body fat, but just gained a lot of strength. You know, I mean, I was some, the reason why I did this is I was somebody that had basically been running or riding a bike for 15 years and I felt that physically there were areas I was really weak so I just wanted to take the opportunity of things like you know lockdown and and winter just to gain um, or make some other gains in other areas Mm. knowing that it would have an impact on my riding Mm. but it was kind of more about longevity um, or just longevity of of life I guess and strength and it's kind of put a structure that I I know I'm always there's always going to be weight training in, in my kind of like week Mm. Yeah. forever really um, a lot of Pilates as well uh, a lot of stretching you know just a, you know kind of more of a wholesome mm. wholesome thing really um, and it's been it's been great like a you know and I've now you now know, you've I, got I'm feeling the benefits of being well I mean I, I was 10 but now I'm like fluctuated between sort of like nine to like eight and a half kilos lighter mm. but that's been a made a really big difference yeah, yeah. I can feel that um, but I know you've but, got time to ride again. You've got yeah, and, but you've I freed up a bit. But I've recognised like that again. kind of that upper limit and yeah. the longevity is not there. And that's mm-hmm. why you've got to do a threshold test. Yeah, just with, to kind of see right. Yeah, where, to avoid overdoing yeah. it as you get back into it. Where am I? What's my kind of like number? Mm. And then yeah. and then what do I train to? And you know, Danny started. You know, a few weeks ago, you sent me three things. And I said I can't do three. Like realistically, mm. I can do mm. two. Yeah, two a week, and that allows me a ride on the weekend. That mm. allows me one or two sort of quote unquote gym sessions, mm. and you know, and still having a day off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's how, obviously that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah. Compared to Jamie, you would obviously approach my sessions a bit differently. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like Jamie is doing a lot more. Yeah. Um. So. I'm, I'm basically prescribing Jamie somewhere between five and six sessions a week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's all the other stuff that goes into that, like advice on, you know, weight training and, and things like that, which mm. Jamie oh, yeah? probably yeah. doesn't do. No, not much of that, as <laughs> you can probably you, you tell get, on the old webcam over there. You're getting your squats on. Not at all. Uh, you know, I do the old pull-up on Danny's pull-up bar in the workshop. Yeah, there's a, why is there a pull-up oh, bar? Oh, he's, he's trying to get swole, you, apparently. Oh, just, come, just come in the office, like last week, and there's... There's a, a bullet bar. Best bit is the I can still turning, do more than the Danny. Is oh, amazing. The office has turned into a, like a little like frat house or something. We're all going to be so aesthetic. By the <laughs> That's funny. You soon overtake me, I think. Amazing. <laughs> um, so obviously my goals are I just want to get better. Mm. As in I just want to enjoy my riding a bit more and, and just feel like I'm improving on the bike. Mm. Um, Earn those post-ride beers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but mm. because of the nutrition side of what I've been doing, I'm a lot more aware of calories and yeah. not just, you know, how many calories are you, are you eating or, but also, but more importantly, how many calories you're burning mm. and, you know, making sure that you're replacing the right nutrients and fueling. And that's been a really, I mean, I yeah. won't bore, that's, that could be another four hour podcast. I won't, won't bore <laughs> there, but 
you guys. Actually, I didn't, you know, some of these, you know, I just did a three-hour ride on, on, uh, on Sunday. Sunday. And it was like, you know, 2,000 calories, which is like, it seems like a lot. It's like, damn, that is a huge amount. Um, well, that, that adds 100% to your daily allowance. You go from yeah. two thousand to four thousand because you need to replace them. That's for And you've still got to hit yeah, your yeah, yeah you yeah, still yeah, got to yeah, hit yeah. your daily allowance. Yeah, so exactly. that's just a crate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you'll you'll be obviously working with your your clients. What do you call them? Your clients, your athletes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Not athletes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and will you be talking them through nutrition stuff as well, or do you yeah. just is it mainly just get that green box? I guess yes, in a in a in a general regard, there's a I get the, the, there is a scope of practice issue whether I'm not going to be prescribing of people course. nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you know you can give general nutritional advice. I, th- I think one of the things a lot of people miss is that you need enough food and enough good food to support yeah, your training. Absolutely. Um, you know you hear a lot about people doing low carb and all this sort of stuff, but at the end of the day, high intensity exercise you need carbs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so having enough good quality food to to support your training is super key yeah um i i would generally rather people you know unless they're being supervised by a dietitian and weighing everything Mm. and all that sort of Mm. stuff and have you know super elite goals Mm. i'd rather people not really care about how many calories they're consuming as long as all of it's from good quality food it's really hard to overeat if you're eating really good quality food so yeah, yeah interesting. I mean, that, that, that's kind of one of the big one of the big things, and 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 things like eating on the bike as well. Mm. Um, I think one one of the biggest mistakes uh, I see people make, especially kind of club cyclists, is not eating enough. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, if you're getting to the end of a, a two three hour ride and you and you and you're bonking, you, you probably haven't eaten enough. Yeah, it's probably course, more yeah, a food yeah. issue than it is a fitness yeah, issue yeah. At, some, at certain points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, a bonk is just running out of fuel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you just we need that little bit of a park up at the shell. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Love just that. Need, need a, milk. Need a little bit of a yeah. Mars a, bar. A, a pick yeah. me up. Haribo. Yeah. Coke. Great. All of them. Or Dr Pepper. Yeah, and then suddenly it. the opposite end of the scale, and you're shaking. Your <laughs> eyes are like twitching because you've had so much sugar and caffeine. It's a good feeling. That's fine. You do one effort and you're back to the square one. <laughs> so, um, with you know with kind of like my goals of just wanting to improve what type of sessions are you setting me um so at the moment to to be honest we're we're doing a similar sort of approach um that we are with jamie but on a smaller scale which is kind of building that time in zone yeah um and i guess we could be doing much more high intensity stuff with you but since since you're you know you're just coming back into training you're just getting used to carbs again and all that sort of stuff Mm. um this is kind of a it's a nice way to to build in some structure and build in some fitness without really digging that hole yeah interesting um that you know there's no need to work super super hard yeah. this early in the you know in the, in the riding season yeah um, so yeah yeah interesting is there sort of anything that you like really want to get across like as, as in from your standpoint as a as a coach like what are some of the the the, the you know tips or like yeah. tips and tricks pearls yeah, for sure. of wisdom pearls yeah. of wisdom yeah so i mean i guess the 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 main principles that should guide anyone with their training is is, is number one is consistency yeah um you know, it's I'm I'm probably the the paragon of inconsistency <laughs> with my training. Sometimes I'm fit, sometimes I'm barely riding, like right now. Um, so I guess if if you want good long term gains, the biggest thing you can do for yourself is consistency. Yeah. Um, and then probably the second most important thing would be would be recovery. Yeah, um, if you're consistent, but you're doing five VO2 sessions a week, that's probably not 
<laughs> not going to be sleeping for hours. And yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, consistency, recovery, sleep, and nutrition are, yeah. are, are probably some of the biggest, the biggest things. Um, I slept I ten hours you. last night. Oh, God. I was in bed. You have to bleep I was really that, tired. So. <laughs> And I was in bed by eight. It was fantastic. That's incredible. Woke up at six. I was like, that's just the best sleep I've ever had. Yeah, no, that's nice. really good. Unbelievable. I'm usually yeah. pretty like disciplined with, I'm always to bed early. So you usually get between like seven, eight. Yeah. It's very rare I get less than seven. Sleep and nutrition is impressive. Like, that's huge. So I think I'm going to bed. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to bed. It was amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember when I last had 10. No, neither could I. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Naps <laughs> are good. Take naps oh, if yeah? you can. Yeah, yeah. Lo- love naps are good. I always Absolutely. feel terrible after a nap. Really? Yeah, oh, always. Don't take naps, Jen. Really? No. Yeah. It's in the program. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I definitely don't. I always yeah. feel rubbish. <laughs> Just wake up with a headache, can't see. Yeah. But it makes sense, doesn't it? So, I mean, consistency, it's like if you want to see improvements, uh, you just need to be doing it regularly. Yeah, mm. you know? definitely. Um, rest what, yep. what else um progressive overload would be one as well um jamie mentioned it before that. so that it, it's a it's a general principle um so it, it's not just increasing the timing zone but progressive overloads basically increasing the load in a sustainable way mm-hmm. um to get fitter because i mean if, if you say you've got a power meter and you your threshold is 250 watts if you go out and ride at 250 watts you never forever you're never going to get any fitter yeah sure so at some point you've got to you know you've got to increase okay. either the time you're spending mm-hmm. or the intensity you're riding at the speed you're riding at if you're not so i mean could that be as simple as your local climb trying to do it a bit quicker exactly yeah yeah yeah. i mean if 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 your session is you know four or five hill repeats of of a local climb each time you go out you know you're trying to do you know make your average time Mm. slightly faster every Mm. time Um, and that's what really stimulates your body to to adapt it's also great mentally definitely yeah yeah coming back from sort of a, a, a square one so to speak that progressive overload as it's called is it's such a good way to see yourself improving you've got that oh i've got to do it a bit longer today and mm. then you do it and the heart rate's 10 beats per minute lower you're like oh my god it's working yeah, yeah. and like when you're doing a structured plan yeah. you need to know it's working while you're doing it otherwise you're going to start to question it and you're going to fall out of doing all your sessions because you're like oh, I'm not it's not not working for me that one mm. and so that that mental benefit you get from seeing the progression as well yeah, within yeah. that oh, structure is I mean, just huge. valuable like, yeah hugely back, valuable you know, yeah, well yeah. Done. I mean yeah. that I've, I've certainly you know with from Danny just the little messages you leave in there mm. I mean you use a, a software called today's plan so after a session's been uploaded there you say oh hey look good mate well done and so that's mm. like oh yeah mm. wicked thanks mate mm. nose breathing <laughs> it's my favourite compliment yeah. nose breathing nose my, my yeah, approach yeah. is very different with Jordan it's all encouragement with Jamie it's like little necks uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean but that goes to show I mean obviously we, we're just approaching it from two different from places mm. so you need that little bit of a kick in the ass to, to absolutely to, yeah. you know, to Lazy. push you further mm. with a goal whereas I'm yeah. I just want that green box. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Green, I'm, I'm terrible at so, green boxes. My like most of my weeks red <laughs> because I've either overshot or undershot. Mate, you got three green boxes last. You can not so bad. You can get a red from overdoing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? Yeah. yeah, I put Although I put hundred on the TSS he prescribed for me, and I got a big fat cross. 
So for somebody, bad Jamie. So for somebody, who, I mean, for people who don't know what we're talking about. So today's plan, uh, Danny will go on there and essentially write out your, you know, what you need to be doing. It's like a diary. Yeah, it's basically yeah, like a diary. To, so yeah. you'll break it down to each session. So each session will say, right, you need to do 15 minutes in this zone, 15 minutes in this zone, blah blah blah. blah. So if you do it, it automatically goes green, which is great. Mm. If you get close, it's orange. Mm. Or if you if you don't do it, it's red. And Danny and I have, you know, nearly fallen out a couple of times when I'm like, give me a green box. He's like, no, you haven't done it. I was like, I bloody have. Give me a green box now, mate. I was trimming like half you an, you an hour at the clients. end of my... Uh Oh, this yeah? wall of green boxes. Oh, oh, don't. Shout out to John O'More if you found this podcast. Oh. I'm very impressed. On, on your, yeah, yeah. On just John O'More. Yeah, nice green one boxes. if you're listening, John <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mad, man. <laughs> so, who else are you coaching then? As in, like, what type of riders are you coaching around the world? Are you, are, yeah. What are you, are you? Is it sort of local hacks like me, or is it is it uh, races? Is it what? It's a bit of a mix of everything, to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mix of people like yourself who just want to get fit. Um, people who have a you know a specific goal like a, a fondo or a, an event like that um, mm-hmm. in mind that they want to train for um, through to people like Jamie who are Fondi. who are training Fondi. for Fondi, man. Um, yeah through to people like Jamie who are training for for something you know at a at a quote unquote higher level yeah um, and I guess it, it, each of it has its own unique interesting bits and challenges and, and I guess that's and that's who's one your favourite. I would never play favourites, no but it's way. Jono Moore because he gets yeah. the most green oh, boxes. He gets okay. the most green boxes. <laughs> Damn you, Jono. Um, yeah, really interesting. So if, um, I suppose, you know, maybe there's, there's two questions I have. Like one, if somebody doesn't have a power meter, yeah. what mm. tips can you give them to improve? And then secondly, if somebody wants to start training with power, where do they start? So I guess um, one of the one of the tips to improve if you don't have a power meter would would be um, get really comfortable with how you feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like your so there's a thing called rpe rating of perceived exertion but it's just a it's a fancy way of saying one to ten how hard does it feel yeah sure um interesting get get really comfortable with with how different intensities feel mm-hmm. um and say you know you've got a local a local climb that's pretty long you can go out and do a test on that mm-hmm. and you can kind of see oh, okay so that speed was how this felt yeah sure um you know it, it, you can use speed across a flat segment if you don't have any hills around all that sort of stuff are mm-hmm. really useful uh, i mean like if you look at, at running that's basically all done on pace and yeah. heart rate yeah, uh, yeah running yeah. power meters are only just becoming popular in the last couple of years they're running power yeah, meters. there are running power meters no yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a bit rubbish if i'm honest yeah they're like a little pod and there's a bunch of fancy calculations to give you a power number but huh. they're, they're Due to the nature of running, they're not amazing. It Where's the pod in the shoe? Podcast. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How but about they're it? not as simple. Cycling power meters are relatively simple to make. Because you've got a mechanical tool. Yeah, exactly. you're essentially yeah, just yeah, measuring yeah. It's a three-part formula, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. really easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, running, running is a lot more complicated. Wow. Running like a 20-part formula. They're getting formula. better. Yeah, but, yeah. So in, in, the, I mean, in the case of running, which obviously we used to see a lot in cycling, it was heart rate-based. Yeah. And I've yeah, still got so a book, heart, heart I've still great, got a book yeah. that's, you know, heart rate based mm. power training, you know. I mean, I, yeah, like I was saying earlier, I still use it to gauge progress, regardless yeah. of whether I'm pacing an effort to it. Yeah. I mm. always look to heart rate for my own insight. It's yeah. the yeah. best visual aid. Like yeah. if you see you've dropped 10 beats per minute for the same wattage over the same time. Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like that for me is easier to look at yeah, than yeah. Like, you know, like breaking down my numbers like Danny will in yeah, the yeah. background yeah, yeah. to then prescribe me more training yeah. Yeah. because I don't have to think about that because yeah. he's doing it I yeah. just look at that oh yeah it's going alright yeah interesting 
Yeah, like I think there's advantages and disadvantages to, to power and to heart rate. Mm. Um, I guess uh, pa- um, power is an external metric. So it's, it's how much pressure are you putting on the pedals? Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't necessarily always reflect exactly what's going on yeah, inside. Sure. Um, heart rate is an internal metric. So, you know, theoretically, it, it's quite good at tracking the, the internal load. Um, but also it can be affected by things like sleep and fatigue and caffeine yeah, and, and food and hydration and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, for me, the combination of power and heart rate is really powerful. Yeah, cool. um, and then the combination of power, heart rate and fatigue is even more powerful. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if you're really in tune with your body and you say, oh, you know, I went out for an endurance ride. My heart rate was really low and my watts were low, but it felt really hard. Mm. That's a really good indication that you've probably overdone something yeah, yeah, yeah. in the last few days. Well, I mean, um, I had a session a couple of weeks ago that I just, I'd send you a message saying, mm. I feel like absolute shite. Yeah. There's no point doing this. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? And you were like, yeah, yeah, just do it tomorrow. Like rest, rest tonight, just do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And I think being flexible is, and is that, really key. But there's a bit of a fear that, well, I certainly have a bit of a fear of kind of like, fuck, I can't miss it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I, you know, if I miss it, then I'm just going to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to be like Jamie, 94 kilos and <laughs> <laughs> hung over all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just that discipline of just allowing your body just to do its thing. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think listening to your body is very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, if somebody wants to get into power training, like where do they where do they start? Uh, get a power meter to start with. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you want to talk about the the pros yeah. and cons of various ones, but I mean loosely. But I suppose maybe just for, as like yeah. from like a starting point, what should mm. you be avoiding, like price point mm. wise, and then. Yeah. you know not wasting your money here or there or or whether you just put your bike onto a turbo and and do it there do yeah. it in, indoor only yeah i mean that's an option if, if you've got a if you've already got a smart trainer you can do your structured intervals on the smart trainer and then yeah. just ride outside yeah. just you know use heart rate or you know yeah. your, your rpe um in terms of um things to avoid when buying a power meter i'd avoid anything really cheap and kickstartery mm-hmm. um because they history has shown us that they're not very good sure um I mean, let's face it; it is an investment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, to, you're looking at at least at least 350 quid for a yeah, decent sure. for a decent power meter. Yeah. Um, I'd say if anyone wants specific brand recommendations, anything by Quark is very very good. Um, the Favero Asioma pedals would be my pedal based power They're meter. They're good choice. entry level. Yeah, yeah SRM my- are great if you've got cash falling out of your ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that those are those are the big ones. If you're going to buy a Shimano crank-based power meter like a Stages or a Four Eyes, I would go for a left-only option because sure. the right the right crank doesn't tend to work with power sure. meter for whatever reason. And that's obviously this is just from your experience. Very, well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not only a coach, also yeah. a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I would say um, go to um, dcrainmaker.com. Yeah. Um, or look up Shane Miller, GP Llama on yeah. YouTube. Um, both of those guys are know a lot more than me about yeah, di- sure. what what different power meters are available and, and the pros and cons so yeah yeah yeah, yeah really, really detailed reviews very detailed four hour podcast level yeah. so before we uh, finish up mate we've got a present for you <laughs> oh yeah this is making me really Here nervous go. whatever this is <laughs> i'm just <laughs> handing handing over a, uh, a box skizzers this is this is uh, our way of of uh, of supporting your your uh, journey this year so we've actually got a youtube unboxing we've got technically a, a youtube unboxing. can you talk us through the box we, we've, so got a we've got a youtube unboxing a, uh, a yodel collect box that suggests i've got a barcode printer for uh for listeners this, it's not a barcode this <laughs> unboxing but uh let's uh 
it's lovely wrapping. So whilst Jamie's whilst Jamie's un- unboxing that, I mean, obviously this is the you know we're going to be doing a few more of these podcasts where we just kind of get down into into the. Uh, the nitty-gritty of, of different bits of training but if you guys have any suggestions or any ideas that you want to talk about then just just reach out totally yeah how's it going over there jamie oh. any oh. hints yet mate i found some plastic <laughs> there's a uh, there's a ton of wrapping in here it's got lots of uh oh don't do that no no no, no. is that gonna like bust the levels um so bust. there's some cling film a bit of cling film lovely yeah it's definitely not eco-friendly just, this, just what yeah. i always wanted some well that'd be useful Crash protection. Crash protection. Yeah, it's going to be plenty of that. When do you reckon he's going to he's going to have his first crash? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Jamie, oh, quite I soon. See, I see what this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, these guys. So, world's ugliest time so, trial so helmet. So for uh, for obviously. <laughs> it's really, you're going to be so fast, Jamie. <laughs> so for uh, for, li- for listeners oh, no. at home, Jamie is unboxing. <laughs> I, I simply googled a spunk. The, the longest. <laughs> available tt helmet <laughs> and uh, and i found it on on ebay so thank you uh, whoever the seller was on ebay oh yeah um it's yeah. definitely used it's got a it's got a flavor profile yeah, yeah. it's got a pong but it's uh, oh yeah there's not much ventilation in this it's we'll post a picture of it in the minute but it's about well it's about two foot long there's no other way of putting it there we go <laughs> unfortunately the visor wasn't available my ear won't fit I'm in it take a photo Oh, oh, just, oh got, just got my ear in it. Yeah, you haven't got your, your thing down, mate. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, you're going to be so fast. Oh, wow. You're going to be really man. quick. There we go. That's really funny. Oh, good stuff. I'm going right. to need to uh, do any of Danny's training. Well, so no, now, yeah, now, now you've just saved yourself a few, uh, a few, a few watts there. Is mm. it a bit too small, is it? A little bit. Oh, well, mm. just need to cut. That's, that's how you know they yeah. fit well. So yeah, just just cut little, I think I just cut a little hole in the front here. It'd be fine. Yeah, perfect. Hot spoon. Um, Melt a little. Yeah, well, look, uh, Danny, thank you. Thank you for your insight. Um, we'll put links to your coaching stuff below. If anybody's looking to get coaching, obviously you, you are available. So we'll... we'll uh, um, we'll promote that. Obviously, you are a head mechanic as well. So, yeah. if anybody has any uh, uh, wax other chain questions, needs, yes, get in contact. But, All um, 170,000 of you out there that want your chains waxed, yeah, get absolutely. in touch. Absolutely. We'd but, love to have you. Oh. Please don't get in touch. We're so busy. <laughs> Actually, one of the things we didn't talk about, right. and it, it, it is worth talking about before yeah, yeah. we properly close yeah, up, yeah. is uh, Matthew Vanderpol. Oh, yes. So, Strada oh, Bianchi. Yeah. So, Strada Bianchi. Be he, stupid not to. He won um, on Saturday brilliant race i think that group i think that 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 group that was in the break i think is the most exciting group that we've oh seen in God, cycling yeah. for the, years and, and michael and, goggle and, yeah and we're gonna see yeah and hey, we're gonna, we're gonna see that we're gonna see a lot more of them you know all racing together it's exciting it's punchy you got Wout van Aert, uh van der poel uh alaphilippe um i mean gva was in there for a bit but he tailed off goggle um uh, Tom Pidcock, which is really oh, yeah. exciting. I mean, mm. I mean, he, 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 yeah, he can burn out. It was just amazing. His back clearly didn't hurt. Um, no, and he, uh, do you see, he popped a wheelie at the top there. Did top he? Of the uh, climb. That's yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty cool. Love that. Um, obviously, he got dropped on the final climb. Yeah, but, no, um, I wasn't watching that bit. It was for brilliant. Some reason. <laughs> that is such an exciting group, and they were mm. all, you know, kind of keen, keen to go. And then, you know, Vanderpol gave did like a bit of a rope a dope where he like accelerated a little bit but you could tell it wasn't mm. all he was at and then he just dropped him mm. absolutely smashed out but yeah what were the numbers on that the, so maybe as a reference so I did three hour ride in the Surrey Hills and like 
I don't know, seven out of 10, mm. as in kind of like effort wise on Sunday. And my normalized power was 205. And I mm. felt fucked. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like that most of the time. But then, I had four beers in a guy. As in just a, a, an average Sunday ride by an average Sunday rider. That's, that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, what did Matthew Vanderpoel do? So Matthew Vanderpoel, over the whole Strada Bianchi, which is 186 kilometers, four hours, 45, um, he did 389 watts normalized. Ridiculous. Which is just outrageous. Like absolutely huge, huge numbers. Um, yeah, crazy. I mean, we were just we were just talking about you doing nearly that for twenty. Nearly only for, nearly. Yeah, for, for twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. And this guy did he's it done for it nearly, for basically five, five hours, hours yeah. which is just unbelievable. Yeah. So his his average power for those five hours was three six, three eighteen. Um, so I, I mean, a normalized power could be a another four-hour podcast but yeah, yeah. yeah it's um it's huge <laughs> yeah. huge he, his last hour and a half was 440 normalized which is just bananas yeah like, i can only do his average power for about 20 minutes at the moment yeah. but even with regards to other pros i mean is 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 that it's, uh, is that just a, a very, crazy very step good. up yeah you you're like the every pro it w- would would be blown away wait yeah. didn't uh-huh. heinrich hausler comment yeah. literally yeah, that yeah. exact sentence yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the instagram post he's like well we know he's going to win every race oh god i love for that, the rest man. of the year yeah huge. Heinrich House, I love that well guy. he clearly can't do those watts bless him no, <laughs> no um i wish he could so i mean is that i mean is there a set i mean it sounds like a ridiculous thing to even say but is there what's his training to get to that point or is it genetics is it like a lifelong sort of you know on the saddle like i think to get to that point everything's got to come together yeah it's got to be everything you've got to have the genetics the training the you know everything yeah no red boxes yeah and uh and no broken handlebars no broken handlebars yeah he avoided that this week yeah yeah. Yeah. hey jamie how many broken curve handlebars have we had none none None. interesting how about that (laughs) Not too shabby. <laughs> Not too shabby. Um, Extra wide as well. See plenty of hand yeah. positions. <laughs> yeah, really, uh, really interesting stuff. I mean, it's mm. terrifying how 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 quick that is puts it's in perspective. Did, did, is there numbers on his final attack? So his final sprint was about a thousand watts for twenty seconds. So to put that in perspective, Please. most world tour sprinters winning bunch sprints where they've had an easy sit all mm. day. Mm might do slightly more than that for 20 seconds yeah but mainly that at comes the end from the spike an hour and a half at yeah. 440 normalized which I'm, is just outrageous i didn't even know my power meter went up to a thousand <laughs> <laughs> you up on those free figure ones like me yeah 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 yeah. no danny was telling me about that it made me feel real good about myself yeah yeah apparently if i just upgrade to the four figure yeah, one yeah. suddenly i'll be doing close to that but it, it's interesting though because i mean like ultimately it comes down to what you want to get out of riding a bike doesn't it Totally. I mean, I find the numbers and stuff really interesting. Oh, yeah. I, Great to re- watch with yeah, a beer. And, and reading those, you know, Vanderpoel numbers is just like bloody mm. hell. But ultimately, you know, I, I want to ride a bike with friends. So I want to make the most of that as, 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 best, as best I can. Mm. I suppose I'd never like to, you know, be in a point where the numbers supersede the reason why I'm riding bikes. Totally. I'd love um, to be able to do that, but yeah, I yeah. can't be bothered with the journey. I mean, that's a, that is, I mean, it's just um, frightening. Um, but look, um, Danny, thank you, mate. We'll leave it there. Uh, we'll put all the links in the description below for the workshop, uh, for your coaching, podcast. Uh, for the for the for up and coming for our podcast with Coley, with Coley. on your Coley. Um, we'll with, get him on. Get you know, pod. with 
Danny as a uh, cycle coach and also a mechanic. Um, you know, if any of you guys got any topics that we, you guys, we're going to be doing more of these yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have got any topics that we want to discover um, or chat through, then then please give us a shout. Um, we're going to start. We're going to do a few podcasts around some of the races and, and do a and, review yeah, of my new helmet. We'll do a review <laughs> of the new helmet. Yeah, we'll definitely get a photo of that up on Instagram soon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks guys. Cheers. It's been uh, yeah, it's been good. See enjoy, ya. enjoy the helmet, Thanks, mate.